I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. India and Pakistan are expected to square off at the United Nations Human Rights Council in Geneva today as uh, Pakistan's Foreign Minister Shah Mahmood Qureshi he is going to speak at noon time today uh, on the alleged atrocities in uh, Kashmir and uh, he's of course going to rake this issue up and a few hours later the Indian side is also going to give its reply I'm joined by Shishir Gupta Shishir what exactly is uh, is this normal convention for the Pakistani foreign minister to you know go up there and give a country statement on Kashmir or the alleged atrocities imagined atrocities in Kashmir See, uh, it's not so simple as that, as what the Pakistanis would have us believe. I am not too sure whether uh, the Pakistan foreign minister decides to stand outside the building of NHRC and give a lecture or a rant or a rave on alleged atrocities in Kashmir. Fact of the matter is that the UNHRC, you can only have a statement if the UNHRC decides to have a debate on the issue. So the first thing is that he has to write a letter to the UNHRC, which is a 47-membered body, the letter will say that the following things have happened and there is alleged atrocities, alleged human rights violation, alleged whatever it is in Kashmir, done by the Indian government. This will be put to vote. It's a simple majority vote. It cannot be done. Nobody can just stand up and start speaking. So there is no question of his speaking and there is no question of Indian replying till such time it is cleared in the UNHRC. As I have said again, I do not know whether Shah Mahmood Qureshi decides to go to Lake Geneva and start speaking. But the fact is that this is not happening this way. There are only two ways of moving the UNHRC for an outcome. One is you write a letter, you go in for a debate, but that has to be cleared by a simple majority. Second is you write a letter and you for a resolution to be moved against it, again it has to go through a vote. Nobody can speak the moment he wants to speak in UNHRC. Let's be very clear on this. So all this chor sharaba hangama jo macha rakha hai bina baat ka ye aisa nahi hai pehle aap vote jeetiye and jahan tak meri samajh hai wo ye hai ki pakistan ke liye ye bahut mushkil hoga but india has opted not to send a minister to geneva uh, at all uh, because it didn't want to give uh, too much importance to pakistan's efforts to internationalize the kashmir issue basically saying that uh, none of this is going to happen at all no i am not saying this that none of this is going to happen i am saying that pakistan can move what it wants to move but it has to get a simple majority right. first of all now the thing is they've already lost in the unsc on august 16th absolutely they lost by 14-1 where china was isolated and and uk had to scurry outside after the after the first round so they've lost 14-1 they have no option but to get the vote till such time they don't have the numbers they can't commit diplomatic harakiri by losing again and if it loses again what happens to prime minister imran khan's speech at the unga on uh, on september 27th right. everything will go for a toss so it's not as simple as it is. So tell me, what do you, what going forward? You know, you're talking about the prime, prime minister Imran Khan's speech at the UNGA. 
what has been the Indian India's strategy or the Modi government's strategy as far as countering Pakistan's efforts to internationalize the Kashmir issue? Obviously, um, more than a few people have given it to India that we've sort of almost won the diplomatic uh, uh, and the you know the whole diplomatic initiative to sort of get international opinion on our side as far as the Kashmir issue is concerned. However, with the UN uh, body meeting happening right now in, in Geneva and the UNGA speech and Imran Khan and Pakistan again trying to internationalize the issue, what is the Modi government strategy going forward as far as tackling Pakistan at UN is concerned? See, I have just landed from Singapore an hour ago. External Affairs Minister Jay Shankar is sitting in Singapore for the past four days. He's dialing up numbers, talking to each and everybody of the UNHRC. He's talking to everybody, Singapore government, Australian government, Fiji government, Philippines government, all those people who are members of the UNHRC saying that you need to be on our, our side. And my understanding is majority of the governments have said that we believe in what India is saying and we are not interested in going in for this so-called, uh, we are not actually convinced by these so-called atrocities, right? So one, one, one is that what Jay Shankar is doing. Second is National Security Advisor Ajit Doval. Ajit Doval is also outside the country. He's also working behind the scenes. He's working at the internal security of Kashmir to ensure that nobody dies over there. He's also working at other people through his own institutionalized channel to ensure that people do not support Pakistan in this. And on top of that, to top it all, it's actually Narendra Modi who himself is, is, is putting his whole pressure behind it. Now, to say that, you know, we have sent a minister over there, we have sent a very senior official of ours, Vijay Thakur Singh, who is the Secretary East over there. Yeah. We have sent her over there. You have the UN uh, permanent representative over there in UNHRC. The deputy permanent representative is there. A lot of other people are there. So, it's more than a match. But the fact is, the first step to all this is that Pakistan has to muster the numbers for a vote. If it cannot, this goes for a toss. We're talking about the UNHRC. I'm talking about the UNHRC. If the if it if it loses in UN, it's already lost in UNSC. Now it's going to lose in UNHRC. Where does it go from there? So the entire issue goes for a toss. That's what I'm saying. So basically, what you're saying is that do you see Pakistan having a plan B in case uh, UNHRC bid also fails, like the UNSC bid? See, if the UNHRC bid fails it will be a huge demoralizer for Imran Khan. And it is not going to be easy for Pakistan to go to move the UNHRC and force an outcome because it, it, it is looking very, very difficult as of now. He has not written a letter for debate. He has not moved a resolution. He's, the entire UNHRC session is between number, September 9th to September 27th. He can move for a resolution till September 19th he has to write a letter if he wants a debate, but everything has to pass muster. Understand the key is muster. And if you don't pass the muster over here, nothing happens. And if you lose two, you can rave and rant in UNGA. Nothing is happening over there. Everybody will just, you know, hear your speech and we will have a sort of first secretary, preferably an empowered woman of India who's going to just simply uh, give uh, give a, give a, it. The other issue at the UN as far as Pakistan is concerned is obviously uh, the Balochistan issue. So posters have come up all outside the UN office and there's a tent and there's some screening. So Baloch activists are there. Uh, they're also sort of taking up this issue, issue big time of the of the alleged genocide in Balochistan at a time when Pakistan yeah. is crying horse over yeah. over a thing. How do you think that is going to impact the overall perception? Uh, you know, do you think that Pakistan's perception battle is a is a losing end game? See, uh, everybody tries to sort of, you know, uh, uh, 
project uh, or create hurdles for the other side. Balochistan is a is an issue of very serious concern, and Balochistan atrocities have happened, and you've seen videos and everything. If you if if uh, you can you can see actually. But uh, it's not only Balochistan. There is a problem in Balochistan. There is a problem in Sindh. There is a problem in Punjab. There is a problem in 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 POK. So there is a problem all over the place. But then here is this country which is actually focusing only on the valley to justify its own existence. That's where it is. Right. Thank you so much, Ishir. Thank you so much for your time. We'll keep coming back to you with more as uh, the UN uh, meet progresses. Keep watching HindustanTimes.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins. Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.